Father, we thank you for a time like this. We bless you because forever you are God. Before this day, you already knew that we will gather this morning to share at your feet. Lord, we hand over everything into your holy hand in the name of Jesus. Lord, I will speak only as you have instructed me. Let no word of flesh proceed from my mouth. Whatever thing I will say today shall be that which is expressly from your throne in the name of Jesus. It's a very brief time. Incubation in your presence. Pathway to world creation. It is your desire that your people shall prosper and be in good health. I pray that each and every one of us seated under the unction of my voice will receive that that will turn around their lives in the name of Jesus. Every itchy ear on wax. Every heart that will be distracted, stop. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Have your seat. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Femi. Thank you, Mama, for having me in the house. Um, I want to say with every sense of humility that you guys are so privileged to be under this man. The last time I saw him was in 2003 when I was in Garden Express Bank. One of my senior colleagues. You see, when we talk about Christianity, charisma is good. But what makes a Christian is the character. Bible talk about the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. The gift of the Spirit is so sweet. The charisma, everyone covets it. But the most important is the character. There at Garden Express Bank, he was one of those very few believers. He wasn't my direct boss, but the life impacted me. Some of us, we are young then. You know, in an industry where a lot of sharks exist, in an industry where righteousness is a few, he was one of those that stood out. And we looked up to him, and we are still standing. Glory to God. Praise God. Today, my assignment is very simple. Talk about pathway to creation. Talking about wealth. Praise God. What is wealth? First of all, we need to understand the topic before you can be able to address it well. When we talk about wealth, the first thing that comes to our mind is Naira and Kobo. The first thing we have to come to our mind is having excess of it. Having excess of dollar, having excess of pounds sterling in our bank account, and perhaps in our pocket. Wealth has to do with abundance of those things you desire so much. Wealth may be money, wealth may be health. Some people will tell you, oh, that map is rich and wealthy with information. Wealth simply means abundance of that thing you desire so much. It may be gold, it may be information, it may be money. But I want to tell you precisely, you cannot be wealthy without knowledge. You cannot be wealthy, sustainably wealthy, without wisdom. I will give us examples in the next 30 minutes from the scriptures. Examples from everyday people that we know. Sustainable wealth can only come from the place of knowledge. One of the greatest mistakes that we make 
is that sometimes we do not know who we are. You first of all need to understand your purpose by first of all knowing who you are. Self-identity, understanding who you are and the purpose for which you have been created and planted here on earth will help you to understand how to go about approaching issues of life. Remember what I said. There are no sustainable wealth without knowledge and wisdom. Praise God. Let's look at the scriptures. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. I will read quickly. Chapter 1 verse 28. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful. And multiply. And fill the earth. And subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea. And over the birds of the heavens. And over every living thing that moves upon the face of the earth. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to walk it. To do what? To walk it. And to take care of it. Praise God. Every manufacturer, every man or every innovator that goes into building a thing always have in his mind objectives purposes for which he or she embarked in that endeavor of creation Bible said it took God the almighty six days to build the earth the firmament and everything that was within it and after God had finished the work of creation it pleased God to make a being in his own image to take care of this part of eternity. And after God made Adam and Eve, this was the instruction. This was the main purpose and objective for which God planted them here on earth. To be fruitful, to multiply, to fill the earth, to subdue it, to have dominion. And Bible said in chapter 2 verse 15, he took them and put them in the garden of Eden to walk on it, to water it, and to take care of it. Praise God. Purpose. Objective. The mistake we make is that we have, we assume that once we are born again, or born againism is synonymous to we have conceptualized it to become too materialistic. When you see people come forward to give testimony, oh, he blessed me with a house. House is very, very good. Oh, the testimonies we see that is the beautiful testimonies. Oh, he gave me a job. Good. Oh, he gave me a beautiful car. Very, very good. That is what we see. Sometimes, somehow, we have mistakenly equated Christianity to the all key that once you are born again the doors are so open for you to be rich and to be wealthy so if things are not working well for you the way you envisage it the devil is attacking you true is not true 
Praise God. The work of salvation, Bible said in Romans chapter 5 verse 17, through one man, the first Adam, sin came into the world. We lost our dominion and death reigned. Through the second Adam, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we receive the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace to reign here on earth. Your born again simply means you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It simply means eternity is assured for you. If the trumpet sounds now, you will make heaven. But to create wealth and to enforce the commission of God in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 and 2 verse 15 takes a whole ball game altogether. There are principles that must be followed. The ten richest men in the whole world are not born again. I hope you are aware. I hope you are aware. The top four wealthiest men in the whole world are artists. Atheists. They don't know God. You can also be in that league. But the only difference is that you know God. When we talk about wealth, when we talk about wholeness, prosperity, there are two different things altogether. Praise God. I pray that God will give me the strength to be able to break this down. The wisdom to break it down. And give you understanding to appreciate it in the name of Jesus. Wealth creation comes by way of solutions. You cannot create wealth, sustainable wealth, without solving a problem. Praise God. Problems are well of wealth. When you provide solution to those problems, you will make wealth. And you cannot be able to provide solutions without knowledge. Bible said in all our getting, we must get wisdom and understanding. The scripture says, study to show yourself approved. Go and check the top 10, 20 wealthiest nations in the whole world. They have literacy level of over 99%. From America to Israel, to Singapore, to Germany, to United Kingdom. Go and check, even to United Arab Emirates. One thing that is common with the wealthiest of nations and the wealthiest of people that has GDP per capita over $65,000 each synonymous with one thing learning, study, knowledge, literacy go and check the poorest nations of the world where the poorest people live on earth from Yemen to Pakistan to Bangladesh to Sudan to Somalia to Nigeria the extreme capital poverty of the whole world capital of the whole world one thing is very synonymous lack of knowledge lack of education high level of illiteracy go to the states where you have the highest level of insurgency from Boronu to Adamawa to Taraba to Kasina to Zamfara, to Gombe. What do they have in common? Illiteracy level of over 65%. Lack of knowledge, lack of education, lack of wisdom. Praise God. You cannot create sustainable wealth in the absence of knowledge. I will give us practical examples. A young man from Nigeria, Chinedue Cheruo, finished from Syracuse University. Of course, he went to King's College, Lagos, here. Yeah. 
finished his secondary school, went to Syracuse University to do his BA, finished with, from Syracuse University with BA honors degree, decided to do his master's at Harvard, visited New York, lost his way in the substation. That was in the early 2000. A first class brain, an Ivy League university scholar, lost his way. He did not waste his time murmuring. He did not waste his time complaining. He saw a problem. If somebody as smart as me, Chinedu, can lose his way in the substation, that simply means people of less gifted intelligence may miss their way. He did not bother blaming Americans for not providing a map and everything. That was how the guy, the idea struck. The guy had an eureka moment because of a problem that he encountered. And it led him to develop a software called HubSpot. Ten years after, he sold that company to Apple for one billion dollar. He is the only dollar billionaire in Nigeria today of Nigerian origin that you can say is a billionaire in dollar without anything that has to do with integrity issues. He saw a problem, provided a solution for that problem, and he created wealth. A young man Mark Zuckerberg was at Harvard. You know, people tell some stories. Some people will tell you, oh, Bill Gates dropped out of university and he's a billionaire. Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of university. Today he's a billionaire. Can I tell you something? They did not drop out of university. They walked away from the university. Bill Gates had 1592 over 1600 in his SAT exam before he got admission into university. He is of the highest level of intellectual, uh, you know, attainment. But while at the university, Zuckerberg discovered that he lost contact with some of his mates in primary school and in, and, and the secondary school. He was musing in his mind, how can I reconnect with these guys? That was how it struck him to develop a, a, a platform known as Facebook. Today, most of us have used Facebook to reconnect with some of our lost friends. Today, Facebook is one of the biggest platforms in the whole world. By helping us to reconnect with our old friends, by solving a very critical problem, a niche problem on earth, Mark Zuckerberg, who is not born again, discovered that he is already is applying the principles in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Today he is a billionaire providing problem. What of Otumba Gaddafi? He went for a party in an open field and he felt an urge to go and poo-poo. There was nowhere he could do it. And he was even struggling not to defecate on his pants. In his pants. And that was how it struck him. That there is need for people to provide mobile toilets. And he did the first crude one. Multiplied it. Before you knew it. And before every other person joined in the mobile toilet business. He already has screamed out. Sustainable wealth creation comes. By knowledge. By providing solutions to the problem. But there are some characteristics. That you will see in the life of men that created wealth. And sustained it. Why do you think in Nigeria it is difficult for you to find companies that are up to 100 years old? In the early 60s, there was a man that owned the whole of Broad Street. One man owned most of the Broad Street. Today, he does not own a property in that place because the wealth was not sustainable. Today, we have Walmart. 
Today we have KFC. These are companies that are over 200, 100 years old. Why are these companies existing? I will share with you the principles that will guide us even in our own decision making. God planted us here on earth. So for you to even start creating wealth, remember you cannot create wealth as a person. Wealth creation involves people. There is no wealthy man that works alone. Amazon is in over 140 countries. KFC is in over 120 countries. The wealth is created by working with people. No one man can be rich on his own. Praise God. Wealth creation involves other people. But there are features that are there. You create wealth by solving a problem. Ask yourself this question. Somebody woke up one morning. We know Uber. We know Taxify. Cabela services. And they discovered that there is a need for us to provide a platform that can enable sellers of cab services and buyers of cab services to have a platform that can enable them to bargain without anybody cheating each other. Today, those guys are billionaires. Praise God. Everybody must not be an entrepreneur. Hope you know. Everybody must not be a shop owner. Hope you know. Wealth does not mean that you are the owner of that business. If you look at Amazon, check how many billionaires that Amazon has created. Go to Facebook. You know, we only hear about the billionaires. There are hundreds and thousands of millionaires that those companies have created in dollar terms that are not known. All working together as a team. Let's quickly go because of time. The characteristics and the features that are available that are very unique. The key qualities in some of the men who made wealth and some who played a part in it. You don't need to own the business to be wealthy. Praise God. And this morning, most of us here who are employers of labor, most of us here who are employees, I will go through the scriptures and give you an example of men that created wealth, that transcended their immediate environment, even unto those that work with them, and the things they did that made those wealth to be sustainable. Praise God. Let's look at the life of Jacob. And I want you to know this. There is no time limit for you to make wealth. You may be 10 years, you may be 20, you may be 30, you may be 40. You may be 50, you may be 60, you may be 70. But I can tell you something. The first place for you to start this journey of wealth creation is knowing who you are. Coming to the place of understanding who you are and why you were planted here on earth. Bible said before we were, we were conceived in our mother's womb, he knew us. Before we were given back to, he have understood the purpose. He has a purpose for which we were better here. There is no way you can walk the face of the earth and go back to him without fulfilling the purpose for which he created you. The poor, yes, shall remain. But that poor shall not be me and my generations in the name of Jesus. Jacob was a young man born a twin with his elder brother Esau. 
Of course, the mother Rebecca was the only one that inquired from the Lord. Isaac, the father, did not know that Jacob was actually the one that was the covenant child. Rebecca knew because Rebecca went to God when they were fighting in her womb. And God told her, the second one will be the one in whom my covenant with Abraham will continue. So because Rebecca knew the mind of God, and Isaac knew the tradition of the first child being the inheritance, inheritance owner, Isaac aligned with Esau. Rebecca, who knew the mind of God, aligned with what? Jacob. But of course, Rebecca, being Rebecca, did not allow God to fulfill this mandate on God's own volition. She was too eager to help God to fulfill the same promise that God made. Most of us are always too eager to help God. And in our eagerness to help God, we run into problems. In our eagerness to help God, we make loads of compromise, compromises. In our eagerness to, to, to help God, we sometimes abort the vision and the purpose of our life. The mother told him and they conspired. And they deceived Isaac. And Jacob received the fatherly blessing. Remember before the fatherly blessing, the heavenly blessings was already there. Heaven has made up his mind that this is the boy through whom I will continue in that line of promise I made to Abraham. Of course, Esau was bitter. And Esau said in his mind, I am going to kill this boy once our father is gone. The mother heard it. And he told the boy, run away. Go to your my brother's place, Leban. Don't marry from the Canaanites. Marry from my brother's place. Leban is born again, like me. Leban is my nephew, my, my brother. Leban understand the principles of God. Marry from his house. But something happened. Why Jacob was running away from Esau? Remember Bible said that Abraham was great. The same Bible said that Isaac was very great. Bible said concerning Jacob, well, he was exceedingly great. But something that you must note, Isaac inherited the whole wealth of Abraham to move from great to very great. But Jacob never took a pin from Isaac to be called exceedingly great in the Bible. Concerning you and me, Bible said if the Lord that came, if the Lord that brought death was such that Moses was glorified, so much that Israel could not behold his face, Unless he covered it with veil. How much more we that are of the Holy Spirit. How much more glory can we carry? If Abraham was great. Isaac was very great. He hating the wealth of Abraham. Jacob was exceedingly great. Without touching a pin of Abraham. Uh, of Isaac. And God said concerning us. We are exceedingly abundantly blessed. It shows you where your ranking is. If you understand who you are in God. But something happened. Before this time, Jacob only knew God as the God of his fathers, Abraham and Isaac. He never knew God as his God. He never had any personal encounter with God. He, he hid under the mother's canopy and operated. But this time around, stranded on his own, running away from his brother, he closed the brook of Jabok, holding a staff. There at Bethel, he cried out to know that God one-on-one. At Bethel, he met God. 
It's no longer God of Abraham and Isaac. At Bethel, he joined himself to that ancestral blessing and promises. He now became God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel because he had one in one encounter with him. David, J- Jacob, that was a 419er. Jacob, that got to where he was through playing games with his mother. Decided to shed the gap of cheating, the gap of fraud, the gap of deceit. He became Jacob, the one who knew God one on one. It was on this strength of this revelation of knowing who his God is that he walked into the house of Lebanon. A 419 made a chief 419. Remember, his mother said, Got my brother. The first time I was cheated in life was in church. I'm telling you the truth. But my pastor warned me. Yinka Sonny, he said to me, Young man, know ye no men according to the flesh. Avoid church people. You know, church people are not Christians. Church people come to church. Church people participate in church. Church people do everything. But church people are not Christians. But because a Christian cannot do through a force. Jesus concerning the Pharisees said to them, they claim by law that their father is Abraham. Jesus said, Lila, your father is not Abraham. You cannot claim Abraham as a father because of ancestral linkage. Because your character does not show that you are the sons of Abraham. Abraham was not a cheat. Abraham was not a thief. Abraham was a principled man. Abraham was 75 years old when God called him out of his father's house. How many of us are 75 years? He walked away without no compass. Without no GPS, without no map, he walked away with only that promise, I will make you father of nations. But within a space of 13 years after he walked away, he took Lot. Lot had nothing when he walked with Abraham. But within a space of 10, 13 years, both of them prospered so much that the land could not contain them. Abraham prospered so much that he had an army in his house that could defeat the four kingdoms of Kadolama. How, what kind of a man? There are no wealthy men today. I don't know of any wealthy man in Nigeria or in the world that had an army that can conquer four nations. Lord chose to walk his way. He chose the land that was green without asking God for direction. And he walked into Sodom and lost everything except the two daughters. Of course, he was kidnapped, just like the bandits are kidnapping people. And Abraham went after him with his army to go and rescue him. Genesis chapter 14. After rescuing Lord, Abraham brought booties of war. By right, a man that recovered booty of war is supposed to own it. The first time tithe was mentioned was in Genesis 14. Abraham knew the place of God who has blessed him. Tithing and offering is not done because you want God. When I see people say, I want to pay tithe so that my heaven will open. If you pay tithe, you don't work, you'll be poor. Tithe is paid as a way of worship. Offering is given as a way of celebrating God's faithfulness. When you know who God is, when you prosper by the principles of God, nobody begs you to pay tithe. When others are doing 10, you do 30. Because you know that everything you own comes from God. Abraham was so wealthy. He recovered everything. By right, he should keep those assets. The four kings were happy. That he recovered, that he, their wives, 
their children and everything. They told Abraham, keep by law, by tradition, whatever you recover by the war is your own. Abraham paid 10% tithe to Melchizedek. The remaining 90, he said, lie, lie, I will not touch it. I will not touch it because I don't want any of you to say, I made Abraham of God rich. You cannot take glory in the wealth of a man who understands God. He gave up everything. Because this man prospered. Now, can I tell you something about the mindset of Abraham? Do you know that Abraham waited upon God to have a child of his own? At the time, Abraham was becoming impatient. Abraham told God, Please, God, let us stop this bargain. Can you allow me to hand over everything to Eliezer, my chief, my chief workman? Some of us are employers. We use our employees as if they are the dregs of the society. They make billions. We pay them peanuts. Why wouldn't they steal from you? Why wouldn't they wreck your business? Some of us are very, very wicked. We are employees. We want to become rich like our guy overnight. You see your boss who has worked for 25 years driving Range Rover, driving G-Wagon. You, you don't want to pay your dues. You want to make money by stealing and destroying that business. I pray that God help us in the name of Jesus. Back to Jacob. Went to the house of Laban and Laban cheated him 10 times. Go and read that scripture. First of all, he worked for 7 years to have Rachel. Laban gave him Leah. He worked another 7 years for Rachel. Bible said those 14 years were like this because he loved Rachel. He loved his work. And the same Laban who is wicked. There are many Labans in Nigeria today. Employers of labor. Laban knew that God blessed him because of Jacob. He even confessed with his mouth. But Laban was too conceited. He was too atrocious. He was too wicked. He was too capitalist to destroy that guy to boost his own wealth. But thank God for the God of mercy. In all these 21 years, he cheated this guy 10 times. This guy did not cheat him back. Remember Jacob started his life as a 419er. Jacob can actually do 419. Because Jacob knows the God, knew the God who has called him. He said, I will never go back to my old ways. One night! One night! An angel of the Lord appeared to him. Genesis 31 verse 7, 31. And gave him a vision of what to do. The first genetic mutation technology happened in Genesis. He applied it and he became so wealthy that the house of Laban envied him. At the time, he took his wife and children and ran away. Laban wanted to go after him. An angel of the Lord appeared to Laban and said, Touch not that guy. Don't even speak ill of him. When he was going back, his brother. Esau had already prospered. Remember, Esau was not the one that had the covenant blessing. But Esau became so wealthy that he had 400 outriders. When he met Jacob, he told Jacob, take back these things you you gave to me. Jacob said no. And Jacob said one thing. Jacob said, I know you're a wealthy man. I know God has blessed you. But please accept those gifts. Because everything I need, God has given to me. Last week I was sharing with my wife. I have three kids, 12, 10, 8. We don't, they don't even, I don't even know what it means to take a child to hospital. Because 
these kids for what they, God has been so good. I heard parents talk about their children. Today they are in hospital. The next day they are, they are in this. But I, I don't know what it means to take a child to hospital. That is a level of worthiness people don't understand. A story was told about a man that had $64 million in his bank account. Yet this man was so unhealthy that he cannot eat without the poo poo coming out of his bum bum. Is that one worthiness? No! Praise God. What are the characteristics quickly? The key qualities. Principle. You have to be very principled. Your character and integrity should not be a function of how you are treated or how they treat you. Hello? I, he, he wasn't paying us well. He did not pay us over the past two months. That is why I collected bribe. Bagadash. Your integrity and principles cannot be a function of anybody's action or reaction towards you. It's a set character that you've already agreed in your mind. It is between me and God. Joseph was in the house of Potiphar. Before then at 17, he had a dream. Most of us have visions, but we don't know how to pursue our visions. He was sold into slavery by his brothers. There in the house of Potiphar, he was so diligent, so committed. There must be diligence. You must be committed. You must be selfless. You must be value adding. I remember when I went to one of the banks in Nigeria and the MD was interviewing me and she asked me, he said, Nemeka, I see that your CV is very rich. You have a lot of propositions. Why should I employ you? I said, ma, three things. You are employing a skill that is not in Nigeria. She said, laughing. I said, I know who I am. I said, you are employing value because if the department was doing 100 million, as I am here in a year, we will do up to 1 billion. Honestly. And we actually did 2.4 billion 18 months after. And I said, number three, you are implying a man that will not steal from you. Are you the kind of person in your workplace that you will miss work for a day and everybody will be lamenting? Jacob was principled. Joseph was principled. Despite the fact that they imprisoned him for an offense he did not commit, he never broke his resolve. Praise God. Discipline. You must be very, very disciplined. It's very, very important. Faithfulness. Despite the fact that Laban cheated Jacob, Jacob was very faithful. What of David? David, a 17-year-old boy, at the backside of the de- desert, taking care of the sheep, yet his father did not remember him when Samuel came to crown king. There at the backside of the desert, he honed his skills. He learned to use his catapult very, very well. There is one thing to be talented, and there are thing to turn your talent into skill. Study to show yourself approved. One of my mentees called me, a young lady, and she said to me, um, I, I, am, I am in Bakodi from my village. He said, I know you, bro. How can I know you and not prosper? I said, you know me and you're not prospering because you don't want to prosper. It is in you to prosper. And as she asked, I asked her, what can you do? She said to me, in Makodi, in Moko, yams are very cheap. I said, okay, if yams are very cheap, you know they're expensive in Lagos. Can we have an agreement where you can go to those places, buy the yam, come to Lagos? I have a combination in Lagos. Sell the yams in Lagos, take things out in Lagos, and go back to Boko. She was so excited. I said, okay, how much will it take you? She told me. Now ask her, what studies have you done? How much do they sell a tuba of yam in Boko? She told me a hundred tubas of yam is 25,000. 
I said, which market? She said she does not know. Have you gone to the market? No, they told her. That simply means she is relying on secondary information. She should have gone herself. And I told her, you don't go into any business without understanding the A to Z of it. And I asked her, how much will it take you? She said she does not have money. I said, give me your account. I will send you money to go and do research. If you don't do research and have knowledge, you are wasting your time. Knowledge is very, very key. Knowledge is very, very key. People book bad loan in the bank because they lack knowledge. They allow emotions and sentiments. Everything in life you must do research. When you want to get married to a man, you must do research. You must know who you are getting into bed with. When they tell you don't do premarital sex, they know why they tell you that. It's for your own good. Because once it comes in, the senses are blood. I pray that God will help us in the name of Jesus. Joseph had grace. Jacob had grace. They were able to forgive those who hurt them. When you keep malice, you destroy yourself. Daniel had grace. Daniel never kept malice. What of Isaac? Isaac in Genesis chapter 12. He hated the armies of his father. He went to the well that his father dug. They challenged him on that well. He went on the second one. They challenged him. Do you know that if he was fleshly led, he would have fought back? It was his father's well. But for whatever reason, he walked away until he got to Rehoboth. Remember, it was famine. He wanted to walk to Egypt. And God told him, no, stay in Jerah. And he was the first man that implied, applied the principle of drip irrigation. Bible said that he sowed the same year and he reaped a hundredfold. A hundredfold is 10,000% return on investment. Why did he do it? We read our Bible, we don't ask questions. When you ask God, we'll tell you. I was asking God, how was it possible? God said in the maker, it is the Lord of the man that supply. There was famine. Rain was not falling. Everybody was not farming. He was the only one that farmed. Because he farmed, his goods were the only thing sought after. When demand is far less than supply, price goes up. May the head from God. May God help us in the name of Jesus. Competence. Wisdom. You must be very strategic. We have a principle in my company. We will never have a better yesterday. It is better for me not to grow lean. I may not grow fat, but let me not lose weight. Therefore, any business opportunity that is too good to be real, we will not enter into it. We must see the pipe from the end to end. I pray that God will help us in the name of Jesus. Take our time to go and read the scriptures. Look at the life of this man and ask God to open your eyes. You may not be an employer of labor. You may be an employee. David Abioye and David Oyelitekpo are examples of men that work together. You know Abioye is very gifted. Abioye is multi-talented. I was baptized under him. He would have walked away to go and set up his own shop. But he stayed with the man that he worked with from time. Some of us are so greedy. Oh, I am anointed. I can pray for death. You can open your shop. What is the purpose of opening that shop? And you say it's church. It's not church. May God help us in the name of Jesus. I want to thank God this morning for this time. Father, I bless you because of faithful. I thank you for your word. Let it bear fruit in the heart of those to which it has been deposited. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
questions? Questions and answer. You have questions? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, good morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, sorry. Um, uh, I, I, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Because there is tendency for people to think that maybe you maybe are privileged in life. That is why God has blessed you financially. Can you tell can you us tell a little, little bit about, about yourself, yourself so that people, people can, can connect that, that the background could be dry and God can still take you to a very high level in life? Praise God. I was born into a family of ten. Father, mother, six boys and two girls. Some of you, I, thought, I said to people who can't listen, there are no poor people in Lagos State. We are born into what we call mass poverty. My dad was an activist, very principled and honest man. He lost his job as an account clerk for standing for what is right. Most of us were in primary school when my father lost his job. Eight of us. My mom was a stay-at-home wife. So both of them had to now wake up. My father used to go and do manual labor to help himself and the family. My mom engaged in petty trading and I happened to be his two IC assistant as a nine-year-old boy. Praise God. Things were so tough. But right from infancy, my father has this policy. You write to Ayek, you fail. That is the end of job because there is no money anywhere. In fact, the money that was used to pay for my Ayek was borrowed from one man. 105 Naira, 1988. And God was merciful to me. I went to Ayek, right, and survived. I could not go to university. At the age of 16, I cleared my Ayek because my parents were poor. So I had to go back to go and teach in a secondary school for five whole years to save money to go to university. Praise God. I went to school. I left secondary school at the age of 16. But I did not go to university until I was 23. But I was determined to make it. Praise God. Went to university. My father was a great man in university then. Worked so hard. God was good to me. Made good grade. The faculty scholar came out. Came, went to Cardinal to serve. I was a youth copper with knifers. Nigerian Evangelical students. After one year, my university called me back to come and do lecturing as a GA. Went back to school. 16 months, they were playing Ponzi game with me. The salary was not to write about 28,000. And I said to myself, 28,000 will not take care of my mother and father. And my four other siblings that want to go to school. That was how I walked away. Came to Lagos. I came into Lagos June 5th, 2003. With two trousers and three shirts and Marlboro bag. No father, no mother. I was squatting in somebody's shop. In Tatafalan Avenue, Ikeja. After about a one month, the man asked me, Go and stay with my younger brother, who lives in Ifaki Jayoba, his younger brother. And that was it. From 2003 till now, I will tell you something that will shock you. I was so privileged when I started my finance career to work under a man, the first bank MD, MD of Icon Merchant Bank. He was Harvard trained, and the man took a liking to me. And the man became my mentor. The man gave me his work materials that he used when I was not even born. And I began to absorb the knowledge. The man went to every meeting with me. I found favor. I witnessed a space of six months. I learned what most people could not learn in banking in 15 years. Mentorship. 
When I joined Cardinal Express Bank in 2003, February, I entered as an entry-level staff. But as of 2007 February, I was the manager. Ask anybody that's in the banking industry. I joined mainstream banking industry 2003 February as a management trainee. By February 27, I was already a full manager. Four years. Place of knowledge. And God has been so faithful. And as God lives, I have not started. I am still at my own my max. The most important thing here, in all the seven financial institutions that I've worked in, Pastor Femi is here. I know I have bosses, I have colleagues, I have friends, I have supervisors. One thing I can tell you, all I have, the Lord has given to me. All I have, I can account for. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When your profile was read out, um, they made mention that you have interest in startups and SMEs and you have a firm of your own. Can you tell us a bit of the kind of services you offer to startups, SMEs, and um, people within the auditorium that can benefit from your knowledge and your service? Okay. Let me tell you what I do. I believe in the principle of mentorship. I took it from Abraham and David. David, while he was at the cave of Adullam, remember he was anointed king. God chose him. But while he was at the cave of Adullam, the kind of men that came to him, remember he was the captain of Saul's army. He had generals who were with him. But when he went a wall, they deserted him. The people that came to him were men that God, Bible described as men that were in debt. Men that were, that were distressed. Men that were discontented. In fact, the earlier boys were better than those men. And Bible said he became a captain unto them. And he transformed them so much that those men did mightier exploits than David. What we do is very simple. We are starting a master class, online master class in February. One thing I discovered, 90% of businessmen in Nigeria don't even know what it means to do a business plan. You don't even know what it means to do feasibility study. Mr. James is selling pure water. He's working. Where did he buy pure water? They will go there to buy pure water and start selling. No market studies, no nothing. So what we are trying to do now, that was the whole essence of setting up the International Institute of Microfinance and Small Businesses. It came, the idea came in after I came back from my studies at Harvard. Because I met a guy who is from Bangladesh and who told me the exploits of the Grameen Bank one of the microfinance banks that helped to liberate a lot of people from poverty. And one of the things I discovered, giving people money is not the solution. If you give one million naira to a man that does not have a solution, or a business plan, or an idea of what to do, that does not have training, he will squander that money. You saw, my, that is why my heart bleeds. You saw the budget of 2021. Federal government is bringing 729 billion to share to 21 million people 5,000 every month for 6 months it is perpetuating poverty 5,000 every month cannot even feed somebody for 2 days in Nigeria today so what we do, like in this your church I went into Agric in 2016 because of the vast opportunities there why? 
Nigeria imports over 11 billion dollar food materials which does not make sense Netherlands has arable land mass of 14,000 square kilometers Netherlands exports over 120 billion dollar worth of food commodity annually even your state has more land than Netherlands and I ask myself what is the problem Why? what are we not doing right that Netherlands is doing right Netherlands is doing mechanized agriculture based in knowledge we are doing peasant agriculture without knowledge so that was how we set up the firm that we set up for those that want to do agri what we basically do CPN has intervention for them. you can't access that fund without knowledge we help to aggregate people into cooperatives for example you want to go into cucumber you want to go into onions you have the land right but the land is not just it you have to look at the soil will it be able to do what you want to produce the soil is treated in such a way that you will be able to produce now you have to raise money raising money is the least of the problem we aggregate people into cooperatives maybe say about 50 or 20 to raise a cooperative is very cheap 60,000, 80,000 Ministry of Commerce now we train them after training them we will help them to develop a business plan teach them how to develop feasibility study anybody who gives you money without understanding what that money is going to be used Bible says that no man goes to build without first of all counting the cost so we will help people to take, do their business plan aggregate them as cooperatives if they are very very serious like a church that Pastor Femi and his elders can guarantee we can help them to provide the 10% equity funding in a way that at the end of the season for our contributions they pay 20% of the profit to us and share it among themselves so that is what the institute is all about the institute helps the people to understand what it means you don't go into any business blind Netherlands has 1.5 million cows they produce 12 million billion liters of milk 800,000 tons of cheese Nigeria has 19 million cows. We only produce death, misery, destruction by the herdsmen. Israel has only 100,000 cows. 100,000. In a desert that has temperature of 60 degrees, but they produce 1.6 billion liters of milk every year. The difference between Israel and Netherlands, the dairy section in Netherlands employs 47,000 people. Our own employs Almagri that kills and cut heads. The difference that in Israel, it is knowledge-based. Here, it is blind-based. So our job is to help heal people of their blindness. Show them how to do it and do it right. And by doing it, you create value. Jacob, David, look at their lives. They took 400 vagabonds and turned them into mighty men. One of the things, these men were so mighty that David said in his heart, he was only musing, how I wish I can drink from the water of Bethlehem. Three of them took their sword, went to the garrison of the Palestinians, slaughtered 1,000 men, and brought water. When you help build men, you don't beg for their loyalty. 